Happy August the 10th. We've finally made it to the weekend. So happy, so excited. A huge week in sports. Oh my goodness, a huge week in sports. We've got a lot to get to here today. It's the All Sports Replay. My name is Jason, and I got a lot of stuff. Like, like literally, like, NFL preseason kicked off. We're going to talk about that a little bit, how I feel like there should only be, like, two preseason games. We're going to talk about hard knocks. The Cleveland Browns are in that one, and how much of a mess I still think they are. Gonna give you my predictions for both the AFC and the NFC, who will make the playoffs, who will just miss, all that kind of good stuff. But first, I want to, oh, we're also going to talk PGA Championship, who's leading after two days, who missed the cut, all that great stuff coming up here in a little bit. But first, I want to talk a little hockey, I want to talk a little bit about the Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers, my beloved team here in Edmonton, and they did something 30 years ago yesterday that was maybe the dumbest thing that they may have ever done. Maybe one of the worst trades in history. Probably is, because you traded away the worst, or excuse me, the best player of all time in the worst trade ever assembled. August 9th, 1988, the Oilers. Just two months after they were lifting the Stanley Cup. People forget that. They won a Stanley Cup that year, and Gretzky said, no, I want to get traded. I, I want to leave. I want to go to Los Angeles. And look, it may have been a good career move for him, you know, grow the game in Los Angeles. For Oilers fans back in those days, not good. Not good. So here's the trade. It was Wayner and Marty McSorley and Mike Krushelinski to the Kings in exchange for Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena, or Martin Jelena, if you want to be French about it, LA's first round draft picks in 1989, 1991, and 1993, as well as $15 million in cash. Basically, this trade was Gretzky and McSorley and Kruzelinski for a whack load of money and some draft picks. Martin Jelena turned out to be something like later on in his career. Jimmy Carson never really amounted to much. And I'm not too sure what happened with those draft picks. I have to look that up. But $15 million in cash. That is wild. Absolutely wild. And I saw a tweet. I can't remember. I was trying to look it up earlier today. And I saw a tweet. And I can't remember who it was from. So I do apologize about that. But this tweet saying uh, that the, the young people who didn't know about or who, who you know, weren't alive for the Gretzky trade, think about it like this. Taylor Hall got traded one for one back in 2016 for Adam Larson. The outrage for that was pretty astronomical. Now, think about, think about the Gretzky trade and think about how wild it must have been if there was Twitter back then. Just imagine if there was Twitter back then. But the tweet said that this Gretzky trade was 30 times crazier. 30 times crazier than the Adam Larson-Taylor Hall trade. I can't even imagine like what a trade like that would do right th- today. It, it, would, it would be ridiculous. It'd be like trading Connor McDavid to a team and then getting back... Obviously losing that trade. Obviously losing that trade. And getting back... A whole bunch of draft picks, a whole bunch of prospects, and maybe a really good top six guy. Oilers fans would be up and they would, we would stop. I, I don't even know if I would want to be a fan after that. So I'm glad that's never going to happen again. Don't ever trade Connor McDavid. This, that, this, that trade changed the, the history of everything. It, it just, it was ridiculous. Number 99 got traded from Edmonton to the Los Angeles Kings. And they just had to live with that, I guess. <laughs> like, I just, I can't believe that. 
That actually, that, that happened back 30 years ago yesterday. What a wild, wild time that must have been. And for Oilers fans, I know what you're thinking. It's only be- It can only get better right from, from, from right now, right? It can only get better because like the last 11 years, having one playoff berth, and not that good. So hopefully it gets better for Oilers fans because I'm done with the suffering. I really am really done with it. Anyways, let's not get into it. Let's get into football. It's literally football is four weeks away. I cannot wait for it. Madden came out yesterday. I played it literally till like 2 a.m. last night. It was absolutely, I just needed some sort of football. So I watched some preseason, played some Madden. It was awesome. What a great night for me. It was great. Not great, though, for a bunch of injuries that have already happened in training camp. And I've, I, I don't know who I was telling this to, but the CFL has done it right. The CFL has not that long of a training camp. They have two preseason games, and then they get right into the regular season. I think the CFL does a lot of things great and a lot of things wrong. The NFL does a lot of things great and a lot of things wrong, and one of them is having way too long of a preseason. Like, you you think about having the OTAs and then the rookie camp and then training camp, and then you got to play four preseason games. So, like, two teams have to play five. Baltimore and Chicago have to play five preseason games this year. The rest have to play four why? Why do you need that, that that many that many games? The players don't need it. It's the NFL who needs it. Sell more merchandise, sell more tickets, sell everything. Money, money, money. It's injuring your it's injuring players. The Chargers have lost two guys already, two very instrumental guys, a corner and a tight end. And just today it was announced that the Indianapolis Colts have an injury. A torn ACL, I believe it's for one of their their running backs. I gotta look up the name the name here, but like the fact that they have four preseason games before that they have a training camp, it's just it's ridiculous to me. Dion Kano for the season with a knee injury, torn ACL. Just it's gotta stop. The, these it's too long. It's way too long. You can start the season earlier, too. You can start it on Labor Day weekend. Nothing happens on Labor Day weekend in the States. The NCAA season starts, but there's only, like, one good game. You can take advantage of that on Sundays. You kick off the year on on Labor Day weekend and have Monday night football on the month. Like, it's it's too long. It's way too long of a, of a training camp and preseason. Like, they've got to stop this. Really, really got to stop this. But they got to make their money, especially they're making the money and the hard knocks with Cleveland. Now, I don't have HBO. I'm really living under a rock over here. Don't have HBO. Don't really, I don't know. I don't really care much for the Cleveland Browns. I know they're in the Steelers division. I'm a Steelers fan. Um, I feel as if Cleveland will be better this year. However, that being said, the the hard knocks... I've been seeing previews for it, and I've seen, like, I've seen, heard people talk about it on different podcasts and, and news sources and all that stuff. And apparently, it's really not making Cleveland look all that better. <laughs> like, I, I've heard things like Hugh Jackson, great, apparently a great guy, could be a great coach, but apparently he's been very fake just for the cameras for that thing. That's what I've been hearing. Jarvis Landry has been one of the unsung heroes in that. He's been through training camps for. The last two, three years in uh, Miami. And now 
They got to go through this whole thing. I've been hearing the, I've been hearing that they have to earn their stripe on the helmet. Like that's that's like that's what you do in college. That that's a college move. Why why are you doing that in the NFL, a professional league? You don't earn anything. You've 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 made it. And plus, this team is one in in his, in his last thirty two games. They have one victory, one win, in the last thirty two games. Like, I mean, for the new guys coming in, what do they have to earn? They, they're coming to Cleveland to a team that hasn't won in a year. They don't know what, they don't know what a win is. Most of that team, because it's all young guys, Miles Garrett doesn't know what a win is. Like, I don't know, why, why are you doing this, Hugh Jackson? Why are you saying earn your strength? That's such a college move, man. Like, I, don't, I, I do not understand that. Now, the big question in Cleveland as well, other than their coach and how they're being run, also Todd Haley moving from Pittsburgh to Cleveland is great. I was never the biggest Todd Haley fan, but now that he's in Cleveland, being all old school and, and yelling at people again and like making it his own team, oh, man, that's going to be fun. That is going to be a fun time. He's a great offensive coordinator. Like he, he can move the ball. He's one of the great offensive minds in the league. But man, he's uh, he's a fighter, and he will yell and do stuff if you're not doing your job. Todd Haley can be that guy, which is hilarious. Can't wait to see that all blow up in Cleveland's face because it's Cleveland. They're going to be better this year. I I have them above Cincinnati in the AFC North. I think Cincinnati is in tire fire this year. They're going to fire Marvin Jones after this year. I have Cleveland above them. I'll get into my predictions a little bit later here in a couple of minutes for sure. But I want to talk about Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, coming from the Buffalo Bills, did uh, did wonderful things in in Buffalo. He turned that team that had LaShawn McCoy and that's really it for your weapons into a playoff team. Into a playoff team. Got injured. Nathan Peterman came in. Y'all saw what happened with that. Boy, he loves, absolutely loves throwing interceptions. Like, it's just incredible how many times he likes to throw interceptions. It's like a it's it's like he's a professional on that. It's really cool. But <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. He's solid, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. I think can help this Cleveland team. But a lot of people are thinking Baker Mayfield can take this team somewhere. Baker Mayfield is small. Now that that, that doesn't matter. The, the 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 small the smallness is that a word the tininess the where he lacks in stature, I guess he he gets in lead, he has more in leadership and a wicked arm, an absolute wicked arm. We saw it yesterday in the preseason game. He has a wicked arm, but just pump your brakes a little bit on Baker Mayfield. He's playing against second, third string guys, throwing the ball against defenses that are kind of vanilla, kind of lackluster. Did he play well? Yeah. Is he going to be a good quarterback? Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think he's. The second best choice for Cleveland in the draft. I think they should have picked Sam Darnold. Lucky for the Jets that they didn't. But Baker Mayfield, it will be a good piece for them. He looks tough. His leadership is there. He's got a great arm. I think you just got to pump the brakes on it. Let Tyrod Taylor take this team. Win some games because you haven't done that. This is that's what the team has to do. They just got to win. They just got to win some games. Cleveland deserves some wins. Like they got to win. They got to win a game or two. And if they don't. I don't know what you do with that team. I really don't. Jarvis Landry looks good. Carlos Hyde's going to look good. 
Duke Williams is gonna look, or excuse me, Duke Johnson's gonna look good. Look good. I think that I think the team is a, is a five six win team. Maybe low as four, four four to five, four to six win team, and that and that's what you get out of the Cleveland Browns. I think that I think that's probably as high as they can go. And and just looking at like so, let's look at the the top offensive guys that went in the draft. Baker Mayfield went number one. I thought I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a superstar in this league, but he's going to be a good quarterback. Number two, Saquon Barkley. I think they. I'm pretty sure that was a reach. <laughs> I think that was a reach for for the Giants. I know they got to improve their run game, but Eli Manning is not getting any younger. No idea why they didn't pick because because Darnold was there. Darnold or Rosen, it was they, he was up for the grabs and they didn't get him, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Don't understand that. But lucky for them, the Jets picked him up. Sam Darnold at number three. Rosen went to the Cardinals. Uh, Lamar Jackson went to the Ravens. And the other quarterback, Josh Allen, went to the Buffalo Bills. Allen's got a big arm. Don't know much about, don't really know much about Josh Allen. Other than I know he has a long arm. He can throw the ball a mile. How is he accurate-wise? I can't. I I don't really know right now. I don't think he's going to be the starter this year for them. Whether that whether it be Peterman, oh my goodness, they I, they have Nathan Peterman, but that uh, they have another guy out in Buffalo right now. Uh, the the name escapes me, but I think Josh Allen's is is a half a year away. I think by like week seven, week eight, you're going to see Josh Allen in there, and. I mean, I I think this, it's not a lost year for for Buffalo. I think they have a lot of uh, good pieces. I think their defense is pretty good. They just have to figure out who their quarterback is going to be. Josh Allen, AJ McCarron, Nathan Peterman. I could see AJ McCarron be the starter of that team. I really could see AJ McCarron be the starter of that team. Take him to a couple wins. You know, struggle a little bit, then put Josh Allen in once he you know he learns it, learns the system. Because Allen's a big dude. Allen's a big guy with a big arm. So I think uh, that Buffalo quarterback situation. I think they're in, I think they're better off. Now, Tyra Taylor's gone. Um, who's the other guy? Guy, the, the name is escaping me now. I think he went over to either Seattle, EJ Manuel. He's gone. So I think this. I think their quarterback uh, situation can be set. Josh Allen. We'll just have to wait and see what uh, what he does. But AJ McCarron should be the starter this year over Nathan Peterman. I think that's an absolute no doubter. Now let's get to my predictions for this year. In the NFL, the NFC is reigning supreme. So let's kick off with the AFC instead. The six playoff teams and the two teams that I think are on the cusp that will just miss out. Number one seed, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they are going to use Le'Veon Bell until he has no legs anymore. Because I am almost guaranteeing you that this will be Le'Veon Bell's last year in Pittsburgh. They couldn't come to a, a deal. They have they're just apparently way off on, on numbers and it's probably be the last year so they're going to use him and use him and use him and it's going to work i have them winning 12 games this year they're going 12 and 4 in the afc north winning that division and being the top seed in the afc right behind them the new england patriots you, you can't count them out it's the new england patriots they still got belichick they still got brady they're going to figure out their run game sunny michelle looks really good He'll probably be up there. They got some wideouts, some small guys, some slot receivers that Bill Belichick just loves, and of course Gronk. 
And that defense will fix itself. I know Matt Patricia's gone. I don't like Matt Patricia. Have fun in Detroit with that mess. But New England's always there. They're always there. I have them at 11-5, winning that division pretty handily as well. That uh, AFC East, not very good. The second best team in the AFC East, it's, it's either Miami or the Jets. And I'm really leaning towards the Jets. I really like the Jets lineup. I really like Sam Darnold. I don't think he's going to start. I don't think he's going to start. I think McCowan will start game one. Maybe if Teddy Bridgewater maybe starts doing things, he might start week one as well. But if they're set on McCarron, why not, uh, why not, or McCowan rather, why not trade Bridgewater? Why not trade him, get some assets for him? If he plays well in the preseason, which speaking of preseason Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's playing pretty well right now. There, there's like four preseason games, two, two or three, four preseason games today. Apparently he's looking good. Apparently Teddy Bridgewater's looking good. So if you're not sold on Bridgewater, trade him. You, you can get some value for him. Trade him to a team that doesn't have a quarterback right now or who wants to have a backup quarterback. Oh, look at that throw. I just saw a highlight of Teddy Bridgewater throwing a nice little throw. 25 yard out. Beautiful throw by Bridgewater. That's the Bridgewater that Minnesota had. That is that is Minnesota Teddy Bridgewater right there. So if he can be the Bridgewater of old, there's no reason why he can't start in New York. I like that. Back to the predictions. Number three seed, the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers had some bad luck last year. They could not kick a field goal. Could not. Just, they, just, they, they lost games that they should have won because their kicker wasn't there. They lost games at the end where they should have won. Lack of detail. Phillip Rivers. I think it's, it's his turn. He, this roster up and down, very good. Very, very good. Like The, the Chargers have one of the, one of the more deeper lineups in the AFC right now. They've got Philip Rivers. They got Melvin Gordon up there. They've they've got they've got a bunch of a slew of wideouts. Keenan Allen, Joey, and their defense. Joey Bosa. They've got a team. They really have a team. I have them winning their division, the AFC West, just beating out Kansas City. I like the Chargers, man. They they have a really they have a really solid lineup. I like their head coach. I think they do a lot of good things, and they're playing in front of like 20,000 people in a soccer stadium, which they do not deserve. I feel like they deserve way better than that, but whatever. That's whatever. Number four is Houston. I have them at 10 and 6. Also have the Chargers at 10 and 6. Number four is the Houston Texans at 10 and 6. Show me a spot in that lineup where they are not good. Show me, show me a spot. The running game might not be amazing, but I think Deshaun Watson, if he's healthy, can take that over. Deshaun Watson was on pace for like 40 touchdowns through the air last year. Through the air. Deshaun Watson could be comeback player of the year. He could rack up the touchdowns. He's got DeAndre Hopkins to work with, too. And if that defense stays healthy, J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, and now the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, look out for the Texans. Really look out for the Texans. I have them winning their division, the AFC South, by... I buy a couple games. I think Jacksonville takes a step back. We'll get to Jacksonville a little bit, but they, I think they take a step back, Jacksonville. But at number four seed, I got the Houston Texans. Number five is Kansas City. Now, I have them at nine and seven, but they could they could drop. Patrick Mahomes did not look that good last night. Again, that's like it's the preseason. How much can you put in the preseason? Not not a lot. He didn't look great, but I think he's going to be good. He's got a solid arm. He's got a lot of weapons to work with too. 
a lot of like that offense ha- really hasn't changed except for Alex Smith, and they just put in Patrick Mahomes, who took a back seat and watched for a year, which is good. I think it's good for a young quarterback like that, like like Rosen will do this year, like Darnold will do this year, and like Allen will do this year. I think it's good to have a year just to to look and see what's going to happen. This is your team, then if in the future, this is your team. And this is Patrick Mahomes' team. I think they lead him to. I think he leads him to a playoff spot. They, I think their their weapons on the offense will will carry them. They've got Tyree Kill, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, now Sammy Watkins. They've got they've got a team. They've got offensive weapons. Their defense la- lacking just a little bit. I think. I know they they trade away Marcus Peters to the Rams, but I, it's still a solid defense. Still it's still one of the better defenses in the league. So I, th- I got them at number five. At nine and seven. Now for the sixth seed, I flip flopped a bunch. I wanted to put Jacksonville in there. I really, really did. I wanted to put Jacksonville in there. I just, I just couldn't. I real, I just, I just, I didn't. I don't know. I don't believe in Blake Bortles. I think that defense is going to regress a little bit, kind of like Seattle's did after they had their little run. So I got Baltimore at nine and seven. Joe Flacco performs in a contract year. He always does. Now, by always, I mean he performed when he went to the Super Bowl and the MVP. So he performed then. I think he's going to perform now. He's Because he knows Lamar Jackson's in the waiting. He, he knows there's a nice, new, fresh sports car just waiting to be, to be driven. And he got this older little model that's like, look, I'm still good too. I still got some years left. So put some money into me and make sure I can ride this thing out and go to the playoffs. So I think Flacco's going to have a really good bounce back year this year. They got weapons. Their defense is always solid. And I like John Harbaugh. Harbaugh's a good coach. Both Harbaugh's are really good coaches. I think Jim Harbaugh deserves a second chance in the NFL, but he wants to go to Michigan. I understand that. John Harbaugh is a good coach. He's going to lead that team to a 9-7 and record at number 6. So I've got Pittsburgh 1, New England 2, L.A. at 3, the Chargers, Houston at 4, Kansas City at 5, and Baltimore at 6. Just missing out. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. They could be at 9-7. and seven. I don't believe in Blake Bortles. They lost all their wide receivers. They're going to hand the ball off a lot to Leonard Fournette, which will tire him out young, at, and it was only in his second year. So they're going to really tire him out. Uh, their defense should be pretty good. I think they're going to step back, though, a little bit. 8-8, eight and eight, I think, is solid. They had a lot of games last year, and their, and their schedule ain't going to get any easier because they've got to they face Houston twice with a healthy Deshaun Watson. They've got to face Mariota, who they did not have a fun time with, and they got to face a healthy Andrew Luck. A healthy Andrew Luck's a scary thing. He won a lot of games, eleven and five, pretty much consistently every single year. Won the division. Indy's a tough team, and plus, and speaking of Indy, I got them right behind Jacksonville at the eight seed, at eight and eight, just missing out on the playoffs. Andrew Luck's a good, Andrew Luck's a player. Andrew Luck is a player. Their offensive line is good. They got the new young guy. They just drafted McGlinchey. He's a monster of a human being. Absolute monster of a human being. T.Y. Helton's great. And their defense, it's solid. It's not, it's not one of the better defense, but it's a solid defense that can carry them to eight wins. Especially in that division where I think they've got an edge over Jacksonville. They got an edge over the Titans. Titans, I don't I they, I believe the Titans are gonna really regress. They made the playoffs last year. I think they're really gonna regress to around a five and eleven, six and ten team. I think that's I think, I think that's fair for them. AFC, there it is. NFC, the toughest uh, conference in football. There's so many teams. There are so many teams that can make the playoffs. I I flip-flopped a lot on these guys. So many teams, so many players, and all the big names are are in are here. They're they're all they're all here. So, number 1, the 
reigning, defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, their roster really didn't change that much. It, it didn't. They're going to get Carson Wentz back, hopefully healthy. If not, Nick Foles is a solid quarterback. You saw that in the Super Bowl. He's a good, good quarterback. He led them all the way to the to a Super Bowl victory. So if Carson Wentz shows any sign of weakness, any regression, uh, any regression, you got Nick Foles waiting in the background. But if Carson Wentz is healthy, that team is a 13-3 winning team. And that's what I have them at is 13-3. They're, they're going to win that division outright. It's it, that it's they have such a such a good team, really really good team. It's gonna be an, that that division gonna be interesting. I only have one team out of that division making the playoffs, and people are gonna say, "Where's where the Cowboys?" I'll get to the Cowboys. I'll get to the Cowboys. Number two, the L.A. Rams. We all thought the L.A. Rams roster last year was really really good. They got better. <laughs> their defense got. I don't know how their defense can get any better. It did. And Kung Su, he's going to be there. And you, all, you all know about Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald. He's going to be there. Marcus Peters, we talked about him coming from Kansas City. He's going to be there. Aqib Tlaib, he's going to be there. This team is loaded. Absolutely loaded. Jared Goff, solid. And, of course, Todd Gurley, one of the best running backs in the league. He's back there. He'll regress a little bit. But I got the Rams at the second seed getting a bye at 12-4. and four. They're going to win that division. That team is good. That team is going to be really, really good. Watch, watch for the LA Rams this year. They, they could really make a push into the Super Bowl picture. Really, really could. Number three seed, New Orleans. The Saints at uh, 12-4. and four. Same record as LA, but LA will win a tiebreaker, get that second seed. The New Orleans Saints, again, we'll talk about a team that really hasn't changed much. Their defense was surprisingly good last year. Marshawn Lattimore at the corner, really, really good last year for him. Very, very good corner. Their offense, of course, led by Drew Brees, who will sling you 5,000 yards like it's his job. It is his job, and he's good at it. Alvin Kamara, the two-headed monster of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, they're going to run rampant over everybody. And Drew Brees is a great quarterback. He's going to work He's gonna work that offense, and they're going to be really, really good. They're going to win that division. That's that, this, that division might be the toughest division in, in football, is the NFC South. You have potentially three teams that can make the playoffs from that division, and I've got two in there. I mean, the, the Buccaneers are a tire fire, with or without Jameis Winston. They're going to eat so many L's. Remember last year when he was eating W's? They're going to eat so many L's this year. It's not going to be good. He's got three or four game suspension. They got an easy path to 0-4. <laughs> they really, really do. Uh, the fourth seed, Minnesota. They're also at 12-4. and I got them winning that division over Green Bay, and I'll tell you why. Because that roster also didn't change that much. The, end, the thing about the NFC is, is that a lot of their rosters really didn't change that much. And they're getting better. LA Rams didn't change. They got better. Philadelphia's roster didn't change. They're getting Carson Wentz. They're getting better. New Orleans Saints didn't change too much. They're getting better on defense. Minnesota didn't change a whole heck of a lot. Their defense is still really good. Everson Griffin. you got Harrison Smith. You've got so many defensive playmakers out there. And, of course, on offense, you changed quarterback. You upgraded a quarterback from a Case Keenum to a Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely not. He is not the best quarterback in that division. Heck no. But he is an absolute upgrade. Absolute upgrade from Case Keenum. Kirk Cousins is going to be really good for this team. I think they're going to win that division. Could carry him to a Super Bowl appearance. That's what I'll say about that. Green Bay. 
They're at number five at 11 and five. A healthy Aaron Rodgers, a big deal. They were really, really good up until he got injured last year. Remember when Brett Huntley came in and that team was bad? I do. Aaron Rodgers comes in with a really young core of receivers. Randall Cobb is still there. Adams is still there. The running game is going to be a little bit of a question mark, and their offensive line can be a question mark as well. It's not one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I think Seattle takes the cake on that one. But I think that team is going to be really good this year. I think it's going to be a huge step up from last year. As we all know, last year was a disappointment as Aaron Rodgers was injured. Good thing they didn't rush him back. Rodgers is back, healthy, leading that team to a playoff berth at 11-5. and 11-5 and five of the, fi- the f- fifth seed, yikes. That's crazy. Sixth seed, also 11-5, and five, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, originally, the Atlanta Falcons I had winning the division. Originally, I had them winning the division. Then I took a look at the New Orleans Saints roster and just said, man, that team is good. And how can you get, like, and I, I looked, and honestly, I looked at the quarterbacks. I looked at who is the best quarterback of those two and who, uh, who was going to pick one more win over them. Drew Brees. He's the better quarterback than Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, really good. Their defense is great. Their offense has Julio Jones in it and a two-headed monster in the backfield. I could be underestimating Atlanta here at the sixth seed, but they could make some noise if they do make the playoffs, which I think they will. I really think they will make the playoffs this year at number six at 11-5. and five. That's my uh, NFC. I got Philly at one, LA at two, the Rams, New Orleans Saints at three, number four, Minnesota, number five, Green Bay, and number six, the Atlanta Falcons. Now just missing, Carolina, the Panthers. Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. What, like... The amount of times we've been saying, let's give, let's give Cam some weapons, give Cam some weapons. Now that he's got some weapons, he's got Christian McCaffrey, who's going to be an absolute weapon back there in the backfield. You can use him in so many different spots, too. You can use him in the backfield, use him as, as a slot, you can even use him out wide as well. You can use him at his tight end. You can use Christian McCaffrey in a lot of spots. Their defense hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot. Luke Keekley's really good back there. Of course, Thomas Davis is still there. They've got a really good pass rush. They're all, my only question mark is their offensive line and their secondary. That th- those two are my that that's my only concern with the Panthers. I think they just missed out. They're going to be nine and seven this year. Now here's a team that I'm going to be really high on this year, and I don't I don't know why I'm so high on the San Francisco 49ers. I have them at nine and seven. I have them at an eight seed, missing the playoffs by two games. The San Francisco 49ers have changed into an offensive juggernaut of a team. You have Jimmy Garoppolo back there. You have a brand new running back in Jarek McKinnon, who I think is going to have a breakout year this year because you're going to have so much focus on Garoppolo that you got to use the running game. you got to use the running game. Uh, their only question, only question mark with them is their secondary and their wide receivers. I think their defense is very underrated. Their pass rush is really good. Ruben Foster's there. They've got a, they got a couple of good uh, linebackers coming their way. I think Richard Sherman's going to be solid. I don't know if he's going to be the Richard Sherman of old, but I think he's still going to be pretty good. I think Richard Sherman's going to be pretty, pretty good. Their safeties concern me just a little bit. I think they didn't really upgrade too much on their safety. The corners are okay with uh, Sherman there. And then their wideout situation. Plus, they just uh, had their, their, their tight end, Kittle, injured. So... That one's going to be that's going to be a pretty tough loss as well. I think they had a defensive injury last night as well. They had a bunch of injuries in their in their game yesterday. That's what goes back to the preseason, man. Like, why why is the preseason so stinking long? I don't I don't get it. 
But yeah, they lost a bunch of players uh, yesterday. Not good for that team. I, I have high hopes for the uh, for the Niners. I really do. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be really good this year. He has a huge contract now, hundred and something, hundred and fifty something million dollars, which is wild, absolutely wild. Excuse me, hundred and thirty seven million dollars. Sorry, oops, <laughs> ridiculous. So yeah, George Kittle, uh, their backup running back Matt Breda also got injured. You also have Gary Gilman who is uh, injured as well. There's a bunch of injuries. Just it's not good. It's it's yeah, it's very very. It's really not that good. And it just goes back to the preseason. They don't have that. Don't. Don't. Why? Also, Malcolm Smith and Solomon Thomas both got injured in that game for the Niners. So their defense took a big hit. Hopefully they get back uh, from the injuries. It's not very good looking for them. But I had them at 9-7 this year if they can stay healthy. And now the team that the Niners faced yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys. I said I'd get to them. I, I, I did. I said I'd get to them. Their running game is so, so good. Ezekiel Elliott, one of the best running backs in the league. Dak Prescott can really run an offense through the ground. Their offensive line stacked. Stacked. Absolutely stacked. No Jason Witten, though. And their best wide receiver is Cole Beasley. They have a bunch of third-string wide receivers as their top guys. Rookie yesterday, Gallup, I think, had a touchdown. They're really banking on him to have a, have a good rookie season, kind of like Smith-Schuster had yet last year for the Steelers. They're really, they're really hoping on that. Their defense is good. Their their secondary is really improved, and their their pass rush is good. I just don't think they have any weapons to to give Dak Prescott. And I and I think if you just consistently you know give a running game, you're going to turn into what Alex Smith was for Kansas City, a good team that could not get over the hump at nine and seven. And that's what I have Dallas as at nine and seven. I'll tweet out my predictions. You can say Jason, you're a wild, crazy, stupid human being, or you can say you know what I agree with that. I do. I agree with that. Uh, let's wrap things up with the PGA Championship. I really haven't got much into golf this year. I, it, Both watching it and playing it, played a lot of golf last weekend. That's kind of why I couldn't do an episode last weekend, but I, do, I did one this year, uh, this week. PGA Championship. I watched a bit of the Masters. That's really the only one that, I, uh, that I've done. So round two, suspended due to inclement weather. There you go. <laughs> uh, right now leading Gary Woodland at uh, 10 under. He's finished his round. Kevin Kisner at minus nine. He's a shot back. Brooks Kepka at minus eight. DJ after winning the Bridgestone, I believe it was, last week. Minus seven. That's good for him. DJ, really, really. I like I liked Dustin Johnson. He's hit the ball a mile. Absolutely hit the ball a mile. Ricky Fowler after a hot start in uh, round number one. Ends his round at the 10th hole at minus seven. I believe it's suspended, but I, I, I believe that it will. Um, they're gonna get it tomorrow. They're gonna redo holes tomorrow. I think it looks like a lot of guys finished at the tenth hole. There's a couple guys who only started at the four. So, yeah, uh, Tiger Woods update. I wish you had like a sounder for that. Tiger Woods update. He's minus three right now. After the suspended weather, he stopped at the seventh hole. He's currently tied for twenty three with a bunch of guys. Also, some more notable names. Justin Rose at minus four. He finished his day at uh, 69 today. Billy Horschel, he's at minus five. Bunch of guys at minus five. Adam Scott, John Rahm, bunch of guys like that. Ricky Feller, who I'm not really seeing right now, though, is McElroy or Spieth. There's Jordan Spieth. He's also tied for 23 at minus three. Tiger Woods is at minus three, like I said, as well. Uh, looking for McElroy. I don't see him really anywhere. Did he really have a really bad... He did. He didn't play very well today. Shot even, and he stopped at number seven today. So he's even par through a day and a half. 
Now, the projected cut is even. They're going to cut off some guys at even. Right now, Sergio is missing the cut. They got a bunch of VJ Singh. Remember VJ Singh? He was good. At one point, he was really good. Billy Haas, Jim Furyk all missing the cut. John Daly missing the cut. Missed John Daly. Really need more of him. Phil Mickelson missing, missing the cut. No word on if he shot an 11 or something on, in this round today. Uh, Canadian uh, Adam Hadwin missing the cut at four over. Uh, any Canadians making the cut? I don't think. I didn't see any up there, but I could be mistaken. It's been a long day today. Brooks Kepka had a huge round today. Minus seven shot of 63. Now at three. He's at eight under. Just two shots back at the lead of Gary Woodland. That's awesome. Love to see that. That's the PGA Championship. That'll do it for today's episode of All Sports Replay. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Big weekend of preseason football. I know baseball's still getting into it. We are coming to the near the end of the season as well. Boston's really taking over everything. I was watching when they uh, defeated the Yankees. They swept them. I watched game four of that. Oh, my goodness. I was cheering. Big Red Sox fan. Big Red Sox fan. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. I will uh, get this link out as soon as possible, and you're listening to it. So thank you so much. The next episode will be next week. We'll talk more NFL. Maybe we'll talk more hockey. I really want to talk. Uh, I want to talk predictions. Want to see. Uh, want to talk about Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner got traded. He went to Buffalo. Bunch of bunch of hockey news. I'll try. Let's do a let's do a hockey episode next week. I think that'll be fun. All right. Peace.